America's Heroes Live Here, an interview with Amy Forsyth. Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome everyone to the Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast. My name is Brett Schonsenbach and I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce and I am your host today. And I'm very excited to have with me Amy Forsyth. Amy, thank you for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you have quite an interesting background, and I'm very excited to have you share with our audience all about it and all your your military experience and your media experience and all these wonderful, interesting things. And as I was doing some digging to get to know you better, I saw that a couple of the places where you went to school for college uh, connect back to my own kids. So I love that you're a cougar from Cal State San Marcos. My second son graduated there. He was my first college grad, actually. So he shares that with you. And my oldest son graduated last Sunday from USD. And uh, we didn't think he would ever do the college thing, but he graduated. And I see that you're a Torero. That's right. So I love claiming Cal State San Marcos as my undergraduate degree, as a a bachelor's degree graduate there. And then I went on to get my master's degree at University of San Diego. And so this community has just embraced me after being stationed at Camp Pendleton. And then after I left active duty, I stayed in the area and it's really become home away from home. And so claiming those two colleges is where I, I really learned a lot more about communications and then built a network of people, um, connections with the alumni and the professors and just a network of wonderful people in this community. Yeah, that's tremendous. My dad was a Marine. And so I got here because of Camp Pendleton, uh, probably same as you. Uh, My dad was in Vietnam when I was born. So he was stationed at El Toro. So I was born up in Orange County and then a couple of moves And then when I was three, he got stationed at Camp Pendleton. So I've basically been here ever since. Uh, And and he didn't go all the way through to retirement. He got out after, I think it was 11 years or nine years. I forget exactly. But uh, it was time to re-up or get out. And my mom, re-up meant a move. And my mom was like, yeah, I like it here. Let's not move. <laughs> so, you know, so we stayed and, uh, and uh, been very happy ever since. But uh, yes, very fond of our, our friends at Camp Pendleton. Yeah. And so you are aware of when the military sends you places is uh, we've adopted the saying home is where the military sends you. So you can make home wherever you're told to. And this community just embraces um, that concept and makes people feel welcome. And when they do spend two, three or four years here, they can really enjoy the community and feel like they are part of it for the time that they're here. Yeah. So um, again, in doing some of my research, I, I heard that um, when you uh, were at an all-girls Catholic high school and you announced to the nuns that you were going to go into the Marines, that was a little bit of a shock for them. Well, back in those days, in the in the 80s, you know, joining the military for women was just not something that they uh, wanted you to do. It was a college preparatory school and sure. they wanted girls to go on to school, go into college. Um, yeah. But I just really wasn't ready for school. And so I really wanted, to, I was drawn to the Marine Corps of all things. And so 
We did have a girl who went on to the Naval Academy, but that was different than enlisting in the Marines. And so, um, but what's interesting and what years later, 20 years after I joined and um, they embraced my return to the school and being able to share my story as a success story. And while I didn't go on immediately to college, I did eventually finish school, but that, um, that basic foundation of a high school education and in service. And that was the really the one thing that they appreciated is that I went on, I continued my service to my country and community. And that was what was important. And so while it may not have been an immediate college entry after graduating high school, service to our country is is the most, um, something they could be proud of too. For sure. And thank you for that (laughs) service, by the way. We appreciate that very much. Another interesting thing I noticed, and if this is accurate, it looks like for 28 years, you served as the MC for the Marine Corps birthday ball. Well, uh, through the years, um, I have uh, been an MC and narrator for many different um, ceremonies, promotions, retirements, the Marine Corps birthday ball and different commands stationed throughout the world and been able to be a part of those celebrations. So as part of my job as a, an enlisted Marine combat correspondent working in public affairs and in broadcasting, it was more of a tasking and then a real great opportunity to be a part of different ceremonies and balls um, and being um, a part of the team to produce and, and be a part of that celebration. So what a neat opportunity. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I set one in one year, I think I did seven Marine Corps birthday balls, narrated uh, wow. different balls. And so being a part of that celebration is um, uh, memories I'll treasure forever. So why don't you just kind of share with us a little bit of your journey? I mean, I've teased up some of the pieces that uh, stood out to me, but I'd love to hear, have you just kind of share with us your journey from, uh, you know, joining the Marines and the different stops you've had. And, and we'll get into, obviously, you've, you've had a media background as well. Um, and we'll definitely talk about that. But I would love for you to just uh, share with us. Well, thanks. Um, so I was born and raised in Northern California in Sonoma County. So Um, I love being a Californian and I take great pride in um, hailing from the northern part of our our great state. But when I got stationed at Camp Pendleton, I really loved this community. And so I did everything I could to stay in the area. And so once I left active duty after eight years, I stayed in Oceanside and I bought a house actually and continued my um, work um, professional life. I worked as a reporter and a host and a producer for KOCT, which mm-hmm. is the local Oceanside community yeah. television. And then while I was working my way through school, I also stayed in the reserves at Camp Pendleton. Oh, nice. And so I really got involved in the community. I was doing narrating the parades at, in mm-hmm. uh, downtown Oceanside and uh, got to be a part of, um, the North County community, um, in many ways. And so, um, I love that experience of being close to home. And then eventually I moved down to San Diego because I took a job working as a reporter downtown and taking the train every day or driving community was, was kind of tough. So I moved, 
moved closer to the work. And, and then eventually I took a job working for the government on the island of Guam. Oh, wow. And so many people may not even know where that is. Maybe yeah. they've heard about it, but not sure. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And so for five years, my husband and I lived on the island of Guam. Wow. Um, and so we've recently returned last year, just before COVID um, started. So we returned to this area. My family's in the area. My my mother and her husband um, live in Banning and had lived in Palm Springs for many years. And so I would just go up and over the hill through Temecula and Hemet and um, spend my holidays with them while I was stationed at Camp Pendleton. And my sister and her family live in Temecula. So coming back here was a real great chance to reintegrate back into this community that we love so much. And so being a part of, you know, we say North County, um, living, living in Fallbrook, working in Camp Pendleton now as a civilian, uh, working for the Marine Corps as a civilian public affairs officer, but we're tied to Carlsbad. We're tied to Vista. We're tied to Temecula sure. too, because we all, we have friends spread out through every, every little community here, but we're tied with that North County community. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Great to have you back. And, um, so you've touched on it a little bit, but you obviously got into the, the media side while, while you were in the military and then you continued it. And you mentioned you were a reporter. Was that when you were with NBC seven? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I had worked with them for many years as they had reporters coming to Camp Pendleton and I would um, help facilitate any stories they were working on and got a call out of the blue from one of the producers. Are you interested in working for us? We'd love to have a military reporter. Uh, I said, sure, I would love to, you know, take that things to the next level. But my ultimate plan, I have to tell you that um, after I left active duty, this was in 2000, I was going to be the next Barbara Walters, mm. Katie Couric. Those were my big sure. plans, right? Yeah. Uh, to be a big time reporter, anchor, newswoman. Sure. But then 9-11 happened. And mm. so my plans really changed. And so I had gotten mobilized to active duty in, right after 9-11 and uh, mobilized to serve a tour in Afghanistan. They had a need for a photographer to go to Afghanistan and document things that were going on there. And so I was still trying to finish school at the time at Cal State San Marcos. And I had to take a break, a leave of absence in order to do this mobilization to Afghanistan. And so my my plan sort of um, were sidelined and kind of taking twists and turns along the way. And so, um, the call to duty and that calling to continue serving little did I know that I'd end up spending five combat tours, Iraq continued to mount up and develop. And so I ended up spending two full year long deployments in Iraq mixed with two other deployments to Afghanistan. So um, after 9-11, so it really shaped my trajectory and changed my, really changed my goals because once that was um, a goal to work in TV and be a reporter, but the call for duty and, and serving overseas kind of outweighed my own personal desires and uh, yeah. personal goals. And so it just wasn't really compatible to be able to be available to deploy and continue serving and work full time at a very demanding job. So sure. um, although I don't rule it out, I could still continue that if I wanted to. But it, for now, I'm very satisfied in having accepted a, a role uh, working for the military for the Marine Corps 
as a public affairs um, officer, as a civilian. And um, I've had a a tremendous opportunity to cover stories in combat operations and large scale exercises all around the world. And, you know, you just can't get that and working for a civilian media agency. Yeah, for sure. Well, you, you mentioned um, 9-11, and of course, this year, we're going to be celebrating the, tw- it's hard to believe that we can say this already, 20th anniversary of 9-11. That is, it kind of boggles the mind a little, just to think that it's been that long already. And so I know you're going to be sharing a little bit about that with us um, I am. At, a, at a breakfast here soon. So a 20 year milestone or a marker and everyone can probably pinpoint exactly what they were doing and how yeah. they felt that morning. Um, I was here in Oceanside um, living in an apartment by myself and um, just remembering how it was going to change our, change yeah. what, our, our daily life or what was to come, not knowing what's going to become from this. So we've. Um, learned a lot and whether or not our deployment, the military's deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan was was a direct result of 9-11. But since then, Camp Pendleton, especially of all military bases, has sort of carried the burden Mm. of those supporting those military operations. And as a result, they have suffered the most consequences as far as casualties go. And so our Camp Pendleton Marines here in North County have done continuous rotations ever since 9-11. And so they've lost uh, approximately about 1,500 Marines have uh, fallen in battle as a result, more than any other U.S. base has suffered casualties. And so there's been several um, pop-up memorials and markers on the base new Mm. since Vietnam and World War II Um, but some new markers with names of the fallen. And so I've thought about a way to capture that and share with the families or fellow Marines who were not able to come back to Camp Pendleton and see just how they've uh, been memorialized. And so there's some tremendous new memorials on base. And if for people who don't have access, I have captured them on um, in pictures, and I'm going to be putting together a book to share with people as a awesome. sort of a memorial and a history lesson for kids, or just to be able to see what they look like. Um, so we people on base drive by them every day, but never really maybe stop and take a second look. And sure. and coming up with a you know Memorial Day is always a special time to remember. Yeah. But 9/11 will also commemorate just what that the tipping point to going into Afghanistan and then Iraq. And it sort of blurs together for people, but it will be a nice way to showcase what Camp Pendleton has done for um, those Marines and sailors who were lost in those two wars. I think that one of the points that you mentioned there that um, resonates with me is uh, what you're doing for the next generation to kind of connect back. You know, I have my wife and I, we have six children, four are young adults, but even the young adults, they were so little, you know, my oldest, I guess, would have been nine when that happened. So hard for him to take in the full significance, right? And then the others were younger or not even born yet. So um, I love that aspect of of putting something together to help to help keep that memory alive of the significance. And um, I mean, you mentioned everybody remembers where they were, I do. I mean, I remember exactly where I was and I was working in the major metropolis of Bonsall at the time and, <laughs> and I drove into the to the office and um, 
and somebody said we're being attacked and our you know it was a small little office complex and there was no tv in there but there was like a little pizza place that normally wouldn't have been open at that time in the morning but um they had a whatever i don't even know cnn or something on in there and so we all went into the pizza place and we were watching in horror you know it was just so startling and shocking but i think preserving it for the next generation is really important yeah and showing um our the community outside community what camp pendleton has you know done in order to memorialize those marines and sailors who have um, been serving overseas continuously since 9-11 and so it's just um, a nice way to remember that and for those who don't have access to the base and just kind of a peek inside just something you don't normally get to see. And so, but with that is that those Marines families live in Carlsbad, Fallbrook, Mm. Vista, Oceanside. Mm. And when that loved one doesn't come home, the whole community has come together to support those families that come and stay, stayed with them. Or if they were injured, the families come and they stay in Carlsbad, they stay in Oceanside and then they, this was their last place that that person lived. And so um, when I had come back after my first tour in Afghanistan, I went, I did a story about the support network and Mm. the Camp Pendleton Marines and the owner of Dorothy's dry cleaner was talking to him. And he said that there were, he had several sets of uniforms that were left for, for many months. And, and he feared that because no one had come to pick them up, that they were of those who had been um, killed or mm, severely injured sure. in combat. And so he was hesitant to to dispose of them or figure out how to way to get them to the family members. But so with that is that everyone was impacted, not just the Marines, but those in the um, in the community who knew people who had been killed or injured in combat. And then when they don't come home, they, you know, the community was there to support their families in any way possible or just um, in general population. So it's it's uh, not a, the Camp Pendleton Marines aren't just isolated on the base is that they yeah. live in our neighborhoods and their kids go to our schools. And so yeah. um, they just feel very welcome and being able to know that to go deploy and know that their families are going to be taken care of and supported yeah. and respected and they can live comfortably here. And that's the, one of the best parts about this community. And it's not like that maybe in other military communities. So yeah. Well, that's why they love to live here. And then they either get out here or retire here and stay in the area and make it a strong veteran community as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, we, uh, well, I told you at the beginning, that's exactly what my family did. You know, we got here and then uh, my dad got out and we just stayed. And so absolutely. And we have, we have uh, several business entrepreneurs in our chamber that that's their story. You know, they uh, got out of the military at some point of their military career and now they're running businesses and launched businesses and yeah it's it's um yes i think we are a very friendly community to the military veterans i think Yes. And so trying to bridge that, those gaps, it's an ongoing and never ending conversation of how do we talk to the, there's, you know, 50,000 Marines and sailors stationed on Camp Pendleton, how do, and they're always rotating in and yeah. out. And so how do we continue the conversation with them? Yeah. 
attract their business, be good partners with the leadership on Camp Pendleton and make yeah. sure that they know that this is a trusted community where their families can feel safe and know that they can get get in, in and out of schools and um, participate in the community whether they're veterans or, or active duty and yeah. knowing that that's a strong but it, relationship, but it does take ongoing commitment to work continuously. Sure. So you mentioned that um, you're going to be highlighting the, the way that Camp Pendleton is memorializing some of these folks that uh, served and lost their life. And will that be part of your presentation at our breakfast in August? And I would like to share that because awesome. I think it is important to know that for business owners and and local civic leaders in the area is that Camp Pendleton is America's heroes live here. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that um, how they support those warriors that live on there is so important to their overall readiness. Um, just so having taking pride and knowing that that the community supports those people so that they can go on and do their mission. But if they don't always know what's going on on base, whether it's right. the training, they hear the artillery and the right. rockets and the helicopters, and they don't really know much more than that. Then sometimes that can be disruptive or disturbing, but uh, remembering and reminding people that it's in the name of freedom. It's in, yes. it's in our national security and that Marines and the Navy play such a big role, especially in the Pacific, is that we never let our guard down and that those Marines are, are training for any contingency, any mission. But that part of that is the legacy to remember and remember those sacrifices made by those who have gone before us. A, a whole generation of Marines back in those early days of 2002, mm -hmm. 2003, 2004, and that that is the, um, that's their last known, you know, place of duty and mm -hmm. that it's a special place. So it's, it's their home away from home and family members can know that that legacy is being preserved in the proper way. Yeah. Um, and it's not their hometown. They come from all over, sure. but it, it's a place that they'll always be remembered and yeah. protected. Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, you know, I think about it um, and obviously we have different memorials, national memorials in D.C. for um, different wars. And, you know, my dad being a Vietnam veteran, he's been to D.C. and seen the the Vietnam memorial there. And it's very moving. And, and then you hear about these other wonderful things where they're like flying, complimentary flying World War II vets or different, uh, maybe even Korea and Vietnam over to D.C. to see those memorials. But I I. Besides the 9-11 memorial in New York, I have not heard of anything to, to celebrate these guys that you just, or not just guys, guys and gals who you just mentioned. Yeah. So every base can decide on whether or not they want to have a memorial or some sort of marker. But on Camp Pendleton, they've decided uh, through the local Rotary, actually the Camp Pendleton mm. Rotary Club yes. that started a few years ago. Um, it was an initiative done by them in order to build a beautiful marble panels. And mm. they've etched each person's name in through the years, through the 20 year, you know, yes. legacy. And so each person um, who've di who's died on uh, that was based at Camp Pendleton at the time of their deployment has been marked. And there's other various markers unit from different units who want to memorialize um, different people through the years. And so in a collective way to show in a, in a nice picture book, um, this memory. And yeah. so for people who don't get a chance to go on base and see those, 
um, or for Marine veterans who served at that time during the 20 year span or for, um, you know, really anyone who wants to see what, how we've memorialized those. So it's very personal. It's very personalized and it's just a a way to send a, a strong message that we do remember and we're grateful for their service. Well, that's tremendous. I'm going to, I don't want to forget to say this to our listeners. So Amy is going to be speaking on August 6th at our first Friday breakfast. And this will be our first one back in person, Amy. So we'll be back at the Weston in Carlsbad. We're very excited about this. Wonderful. Yes. Not on Zoom. Yes. Awesome. And so, um, and obviously from your, your resume, but, uh, and, and now talking to you, you are a great storyteller. That's your profession, right? You tell stories. And so you're going to be telling a phenomenal story that day. Well, I, I sure appreciate um, being able to see people in person. And what I want to stress to people and just to as reminders and refreshers um, is that the standing legacy of the community partnerships that Camp Pendleton has with you know, going on 75 years strong, Mm -hmm. it's there that you can hear them and see them, but a lot of people don't really know the strong community ties that exist. And so I want to share a little bit about the partnership and the ongoing support, um, the military's mission in Mm -hmm. North San Diego County, not only Camp Pendleton, but Miramar, the purchase power of military members and the veterans living in the community. Yes. yes. The economic impact is, is amazing. Um, and so for people who aren't maybe familiar with the Camp Pendleton Mm -hmm. community or how to tap into some of that market, um, uh, those are just ways to bridge the, bridge the gap in that community. Yeah. And the economic part is just massive. And, And as you know, I mean, Civilian companies can get contracts to supply, you know, the base and and provide service and all those things. Um, and it, so it's not just the the Marines and sailors earning salaries and spending it. It's way beyond just that. Certainly, developing a good communication and understanding what are the things that they're purchasing. So it's their families who mm-hmm. come on vacation here and come to mm-hmm. visit them. Where are they staying? Where are they eating? Where are they spending their recreation Carlsbad. dollars? They're staying in Carlsbad. Come to Carlsbad. <laughs> Did I say Carlsbad? No. <laughs> yes. And likewise, letting the Marines know where to stay, yeah. where to eat. Um, so it's a two-way it's a two-way yeah. road there. And so anything I can do to help um, bridge the gap to give some insights and tips on yeah. um, how to talk to how to get their um, attention. <laughs> and that's phenomenal insight. You, you are the true insider. And so, you know, I, I know our members are going to be excited to, to hear both your stories and to pick your brain on, on those connections and, and hear from you. So that's wonderful. Um, and, uh, yeah. And anything else you'd like to share? Well, yeah, for your listeners in Carlsbad, you know, Carlsbad is just a world-class city to live in, mm. especially wonderful to visit. And mm-hmm. so, but knowing that it is the home of America's heroes, America's mm-hmm. live heroes live here in North County, in Oceanside, Carlsbad, Fallbrook, and we call this home. And we just love this community because not just because of the beautiful environment and the beaches and the weather, but it's because the people make us feel welcome. Yeah. Um, they, we, we're your neighbors. We live here. We go to school here too. And so it just makes it a wonderful place to 
visit, but also raise a family. And yeah. um, as you know, people would rather get out of the military just so they can stay in Carlsbad yeah. in North County rather than have to move again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And they're all welcome. You guys yes. can all... All of you can stay here. We will gladly accept you and welcome you. And I know there's, uh, you tease this a little bit, but there's tons of services these days um, trying to help uh, military folks transition, you know, those who are getting ready to, to come to civilian life and and transition that whole thing. Because that sometimes can be a daunting, you know, concept if you've been in, especially for a decade or more, right? Um, and so we have some of those, some of those are, are members of ours, like Veterans Association of North County, and then there's VetCap, and I don't know, there's so many wonderful organizations that are helping in this arena. So anything we can do to help a veteran transition. Certainly there's so many great opportunities out there to mm -hmm. be a part of it, volunteer or develop services that can help. Uh, again, there's 50,000 Marines and sailors stationed wow. on Camp Pendleton. And then they have their families who also not all live on base. They all mm -hmm. live in the surrounding communities. And so um, this community has just embraced the, the military community and the veteran community. So it's just such a great place to be. And but um, how to reinforce that and how to continue strong ties and create opportunities for business owners and yeah. people working in this region. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, August 6th, you can go to our website right now and register. It is carlsbad.org. And then you go to our event calendar, go to August 6th, and you click on First Friday Breakfast and you can register to come be there, meet Amy in person. We love that in person. Uh, network with a lot of great people and um, and also have a great breakfast at the Westin. It'd be nice to just be out, you know, not sitting behind our desks at Zoom or in our home offices in our pajamas on Zoom. You know, we can actually be in the room instead of in the Zoom. So we're looking forward to it. Thank you for your time. Did you have any, I didn't want to cut you off. Anything else you wanted to share with our group today? No, I, I absolutely cannot wait to see everyone and meet everyone and talk more about these great partnerships and opportunities in our community. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us today, Amy. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great. <laughs>